Welcome to Secure AF, a podcast about all things information security. This podcast may contain profanity, so if you're listening to this at your office, we recommend using headphones in case your boss walks by. Welcome to another episode of the Alias Forensics Secure AF podcast. I'm your host, Teddy Undercoffler. Today, I'm joined with Andrew Nolan, Director of Security Consulting and Hunter Jones, Security Engineer, as we talk about our DEF CON 2019 experience. All right, so this year we went to DEF CON, and it was everybody's first time, right? It was not no. my first time. Okay. Uh, Isaac and Brent had been as well. We were yeah. the only noobs there. So, yeah. Andrew, how was it different? Well, um, I mean, I think the most obvious thing that was different was that the majority of the event, instead of being in one casino, as it was just about all held in Caesars, with, you know, a little bit of stuff uh, across the way at the Pink Flamingo, um, it was sprawled out all over uh, the Strip. Um, I think the stuff at Bally's and... Uh, Paris? Paris. Yeah. Yeah. What were the other ones? Paris, we, Planet Hollywood was yeah, one. Yeah, Planet Hollywood. There was still the stuff uh, at the Pink Flamingo. Um, mm-hmm. But it, I think it made it a little more challenging to get from one talk or one event or one, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you were interested in uh, to the other. So you really had to plan it out. And if there was something you really wanted to be at, you were going to have to cut uh, whatever you were at beforehand short to make sure that you could get there. Especially to get to Bally's. Bally's or... Yeah. Bally's? Bally's? I think it's Bally's. Bally's? Yeah, yeah I think so. It was, uh, that was the longest away by a long shot. And uh, it, there was a lot of times whenever I needed to go there, I'd have to leave like 30 minutes early from everything else. And yeah. then just to allow time to walk there. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. it's cool to see Vegas and all, but it does yeah. kind of suck that you can't... You're like, oh man, I want to go see these things, but they're so far apart that I really can't. Yeah, it was really challenging going from one village to another, too. Um, you know, the lines, I'm sure you guys noticed, were really, really long. And so having to, you know, drop what you're doing and get to another event before something starts, like you really had to give yourself a ton of time. So that was challenging, but, you know, I do understand the reason for switching it to be set up that way. And I think it's a little more inclusive and not so much, um, you know, hey, you have to give all of your money to Caesars because that's where everything's going to be. I, I do like that they did it that way. But again, the logistics were kind of tough to get around. So what what was kind of y'all's favorite parts of DEF CON? So there's obviously the villages, there's, you know, all of the talks, presentations, workshops. The Sky Talks were my favorite part. Uh, they were very, the whole point is that it's off the record. There's no cameras, no recording, no bullshit is the tagline kind of. Uh, and so it's a very open forum where people say literally whatever they want because it's not recorded and they're not going to be tied to it in any way. Uh, there's people patrolling to make sure you're not actually recording and if you are they just kick you out or take your phone or something it's stopped either way so uh, it's a really cool open forum where you get to see a side of the industry and a side of people that you don't typically get to see even though hackers air quotes are kind of more counterculture already it really kind of takes it up to a higher level and you get to just hear the unfiltered thoughts of whoever it is about whatever it is they're talking about so it's a really interesting way to learn things yeah and mm-hmm. um, one of my favorites is always the social engineering village uh, just the stories that they tell there uh, the different techniques that they use um, it's stuff that you know we can really apply when we're doing our red team pen tests um, but you know speaking of red team it was the first time that I got to experience the red team village um, you know not being super technical or you know real deep uh, into that sort of stuff I was still able to get a lot out of it and you know learn some helpful 
tips, techniques, and really it made me look at you know our approach when it comes to penetration test and what we're doing a little differently. Yeah, I was a big fan of the villages. Um, the social engineering one was good. I think mm-hmm. my personal favorite was the lock picking village. Yeah, just because it was so hands on. Yeah, it was so much fun. Like the table I sat at, it was just a group of people who were so willing to help. You know, help me learn how to do the lock picking. So. Yeah. Yeah, in the little competition that they had where you had to pick out of the handcuffs and then pick a lock on a bag to pull out a Nerf gun and shoot the other Mm -hmm. person. I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen as far as just real quick, fun competitions. You know, something I think we can apply to, you know, our conferences and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even with just like lock picking, there's instances where we've had to pick locks while at a social engineering engagement. So. Mm -hmm. We obviously went to a lot of the different presentations at DEF CON. Are there any presentations that kind of stuck out to you guys that you still remember, like, to this day um, that you love? Yeah, definitely the kid who hacked his uh, own school and, mm-hmm. you know, then got hired on by the consulting firm to help remediate what he had found and exploit it. That is so cool. <laughs> was, yeah, I was like, what a power move. I loved that one, Especially, yeah. what, what was he, like, 14 or 15 at the time? And he's so. not even... 17 giving that talk in front of mm-hmm. so many people there like that that dude has that's awesome he major props to him for yeah. uh, taking that on and being as confident as he was to tell everybody about it mm-hmm. yeah i loved that one yeah i was say one of the ones that i went to a presentation it was uh this woman from duke who's giving a speech on uh maskarovka which is the russian like counterintelligence and uh disinformation campaigns that they run and uh it's really interesting to just like see the process broken down by someone that has like firsthand experience with it and actually uh, knows about it and isn't just speculating and can go through the processes and you can see like oh that's totally where this happened and that's totally and it just let you kind of draw your own conclusions about different things in terms of uh, things Russians may or may not have been involved in in terms of disinformation campaigns and things like that and it's just cool to see that process because depending on what engagement we're on, right? Disinformation could be something we use to our advantage. So seeing it kind of broken down from a professional, breaking down professional people doing it, you get a really high level uh, insight to it. You can get a lot more detailed map essentially on how to con- like go forward if you're doing something like that. That sounds really fascinating. Yeah, that's really cool. I yeah. missed that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the actually the last speech on any of them that we were able to go to because we left uh, before Sunday. Yeah. So uh, it was the last speech on Saturday night, actually. Gotcha. Okay. At, I think, not Planet Hollywood, Paris, I think. Yeah. So with your Sky Talks, can you, like, talk about what you heard at Sky Talks, or...? I don't really think you're supposed to. Okay. Just kind of based on the whole principle, because they did say before the second one I was at uh, that they had a guy get arrested last year heading back to his home country because someone had recorded it and posted it and that was enough to get him arrested on the flight home so that's incredible uh, yeah so they were like a lot more on it this year i wasn't there last year so maybe they were always this on it and something just got Mm -hmm. by them but there was people there were people patrolling the pathways between the rows of chairs just the entire time the speech was going on just doing nothing but looking for folks (laughs) that's incredible yeah so they were really really hard hardcore about that so it's probably in our best interest to yeah one of them was very one of them was very mundane yeah Yeah, one of them was very mundane. It wasn't anything crazy. Uh, But the other one was, it was cool. And you get to see just like how kind of held together with like toothpicks and scotch tape the entire world's uh, infrastructure is. You're just like, oh, Oh, this is alarming. This is not good. (laughs) No. Yeah, that was a really good one. I was glad I got to that one. It pissed me off with the one question that we were able to get 
in because it was just such a long presentation and he was going at just warp speed so it was just a ton of information crammed into an hour what the one guy that asked a question completely missed the point of all of it and just wasted everyone's time with the question because he had been very very adamant about one particular point and was like this isn't the same thing as this and this guy said well if this happened in real life why would this would be the reaction you have so what about why don't you do that here and he was just like well if you would have listened to anything i just said you would have realized i said the two aren't equal at all okay, and he just didn't so the question got wasted and that was a bit unfortunate but yeah, yeah i really love that the school the kid presentation a lot mm-hmm. but i also went to this just, just totally fun one there is no you know deep dark cyber secrets but it was about the nespresso purchasing if y'all know that one Mm-mm. so it was this girl who was able to like kind of trick her way i think into buying and getting more nespresso through ebay and she was just kind of like looking into how that whole purchasing happened because i guess she mm-hmm. bought one like an espresso maker and then the company sent her a couple of them I think is kind of what happened. Um, and really? so then she just kind of delved down deep into, you know, if how I just keep buying. Happened. Yeah, like how the error happened, you know, can it be replicated, different things like that. So um, it had absolutely nothing to do with cybersecurity, but it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I know. There's a couple of the ones I, I was sad I didn't get to go to. The uh, hacking a butt plug would have been pretty fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, yes. that would have been and so then, funny. And uh, then the hacking a pacemaker just to see. So how does that yeah. work? Like, what does yeah. that entail if you actually successfully do that? Like, mm-hmm. Well, there was that one where it was like, why you should fear your mundane office equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I well, think you went to that one, right? Yeah, sit in on that one. And he's mm-hmm. talking about, you know, all the information you can harvest off of printers and how easily yeah. they are to compromise and all that good yeah, stuff. No one gives a shit about printers. No. And they're super important if yeah. you consider what they handle, which mm-hmm. is typically pretty important yeah. business documents. Yeah. Whether they're being printed or scanned, it sometimes we'll store both of them depending on what it is and how you have it set up. So you can just get that. Uh, also, Logitech stuff is pretty fucking crazy. Uh, smart homes were, or a smart home got broken into because there was a weird bug of some kind with the Logitech uh, wireless mouse and keyboard dongle that would allow you to communicate with any Logitech device. So these, this person communicated with the Logitech smart locks and was just like, ah, just unlock those. And smart lock was like, cool, come on in. Wow. So the police were looking for, all this stuff was missing and the police were looking mm-hmm. at it from a traditional B&E standpoint. Yeah. And it was, they were just like, well, there's no forced entry. Like there was no lock picking scratches. There wasn't a door kicked in, a window broken. They just had no clue how this person got in. Mm-hmm. And it ended up, I guess, coming out in some fashion or another uh, that that's what happened. So and for them to kind of mislead the police, did they lock the locks back when they were finished? I don't know. It didn't yeah. say. But that would have been even more next level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that makes me feel great about the Logitech stuff I have at my home right now. I know. It's right? terrifying, right? <laughs> yeah. Smart locks are a bad idea. Nah, Don't yeah. do them. Well, I'm wasn't there you. a story Ever. where a lady, like, maybe a couple weeks ago, she was at, like, her home and something, and her little smart device, people started, like, talking to her through it. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. her Nest, which is yes. kind of a smart home hub essentially from what i can tell yeah uh so it it controlled her ac it controlled uh cameras of some kind there was a microphone or speaker rather on it somewhere uh because the guy got in there and started just turning the thermostat up to 90 Mm -hmm. ultimate troll move and also uh my favorite thing that he did is he just started talking to her through it and then just obviously she freaked the fuck out because there's some random guy just talking to her through her nest and, uh, yeah, that's why smart homes are a horrible idea, people. I, <laughs> that's terrifying. You don't need to be able to hack your literally your entire life. Like, yeah. Some things are just a key. Let's like, be can real. It, 
I think most of the people at DEF CON would be able to do all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Looking at some of the Capture the Flag events, I'm like, yeah, your home is toast if uh, one of these dudes just decides he wants to get in, assuming you mm-hmm. have all that shit. Yeah, and for that poor lady, she went from, huh, that's weird, I don't remember turning the heater up, to, oh my gosh, I've lost my damn mind. Yeah. yeah that's. <laughs> I think I would be going crazy. Yeah. Yeah, depending on how like long you drug that out, you could totally just keep gaslighting somebody and oh, just yeah. losing their mm-hmm. sanity, mm-hmm. which that would just be an incredibly incredible dedication to the cause mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes me think of um the tesla that's always there at defcon yeah. that you can hack like imagine just having your car get hacked mm-hmm. that would be incredible what's well, a big issue with that police cruisers right now like police cruisers are apparently super easy to hack if you're within proximity yeah hmm. from bluetooth and e- even wi-fi i think yeah different near field communication type yeah. things too i'm not sure exactly what all the shit is in a police cruiser yeah. in terms of what technologies but bluetooth i'm assuming wi-fi because it has to communicate back to the yeah. database of the computer somehow so there has to be a network of some kind in there yeah and with the rigs that the guys at the iot village had you know with all the different antennas and i'm, I'm sure they would be able to just wreak havoc on all of them yeah. oh yeah i bet they could yeah. makes me want to try it not that i would <laughs> yeah but, but it just it makes, makes me want, want to, to. disclaimer yeah <laughs> Yeah, to any FBI people out there listening right now. Yeah, yeah we, feds. We listen. would not do that. <laughs> Ever. So I know one fun thing I thought that I didn't think I would enjoy as much as I did with the badges. Yeah. Um, I really liked how they made them interactive, where it was like you had to actually try and interact with other people and like the goons and try and find speakers and press and, you know, other people to try and bump badges with. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was very cool. Yeah, it definitely helped build camaraderie to people outside of the event. Like you'd be, you know, when we were at dinner, you're walking past people and they say, hey, you know, you went to DEF CON. Here's my badge. And, you know, would bump it up against you. This year, and maybe it's just because I didn't exactly figure out what all they were capable of or go into the, you know, villages where they were doing the soldering and that sort of stuff to them to change them. Um, but the ones last year, they were essentially a like Game a Boy game, right? game. Yeah. yeah. Like mm. they had A, B, up, down, left, right. And, you know, you could play it and then you could plug it into other people's and, you know, play with them. And there it, were, it seemed like there were uh, many more intricacies to it. But, again, even the one last year, I didn't quite figure out the whole way. It's a little bit above my head. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I did think was cool about the badges this year was there was a guy whenever I was waiting to go to the one of the workshops I was in, uh, there was a guy that had figured out there's a bug in the firmware that people kept talking about and there's a guy that had figured it out and was just coming by everybody's like hey i got the i fixed the firmware and uploaded it to my to my badge so here you go and just started flashing the firmware that he had fixed to like everybody that was in this hallway Mm -hmm. and i didn't do enough with the badges to figure out if actually fixed the bug but i'm assuming it did he looked like the type of guy that would be able to fix a firmware bug and a badge for defcon so yeah Mm -hmm. i'll take his word for it yeah, the closest thing I did with my badge is I went and did, like, that giant badge reader where I just yeah. kind of stood in line and put it up there, and it said, like, I think I was, like, 20% or something like that. Yeah. And, I, was, I mean, I don't know what that meant, but, like, some people up there, it had, like, special things, so I was just um, human is what I was, is yeah. what it read. And then I think someone read as village, which was interesting, and then someone also read as goon, which obviously makes sense. Yeah, I think the village is their volunteers at those villages, as okay. similar to the gentleman that we met from DC 214. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Awesome. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and then, uh, so from what I understood about them is, you know, you had to 
you had to interact with a goon, interact with a village, you had to interact with the humans, and then you had to find a speaker, press, and then there was a group of like four or five individuals that was the last interaction or something mm-hmm. like that. But and I, I have no idea what they were, what set them apart, or anything like that. Yeah, I know I'd see, what was it? So humans were just white, and then there was, what, green? Yeah. There was red for goons. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was, like, a purple. Yeah, just kind of, like, a purple sorta. color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I saw one person with, like, a blackish marble. Yeah. Um, but I didn't see that very often. But mm-hmm. yeah. That was one of the five special ones. Oh, my gosh. Could, Could you believe yeah. that? <laughs> you missed out. <laughs> I just you looked right at it. Yeah, should have went right up to him. Oh, my gosh. Bump badges. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> What a time, though. But, yeah, DEF CON was kind of the shit. Uh, I'm a huge fan of it, and I definitely look forward to going again next year. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, why not, right? It's super pertinent to the job. It's a good uh, way to interact with the community that in our state there really isn't a whole lot of. No. Uh, so it's good to get to meet with like-minded people in pretty much any situation, but especially when it's something as kind of open-ended and all-encompassing as, like, hacking or information security, whatever you want to phrase the conference yeah. is mm-hmm. covering. Uh, it's good to see more people that are passionate about it and more people that are as knowledgeable about it as they are because it's a really easy way to up your skills by pretty substantial margin over the course of three or four days. Oh, absolutely. Agreed. Um, And then, you know, of course, Vegas. It's not a bad place to have Yeah, Vegas is cool too, right? (laughs) I mean, I guess the city's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Vegas was, that was my first time in Vegas just in general. So that was a whole experience for me there. Oh, yeah. Just on almost every front. Mm -hmm. Uh, The furries... Uh, the dominatrixes in the street. There was just, it was a weird <laughs> culture just all over the place. Oh, yeah. I think I can still hear the dinging of all the games in my sleep. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just walking through every video g- poker game ever from like the early 2000s that came with PCs. That's just all the sounds that I was hearing there. <laughs> yeah. Now you know where all that derived from. Yeah. Or the dude getting a massage while he was playing poker. That was oh, a bit interesting gosh. to see. Man. Yeah. That was just like, all right, man. Calm down. Weird. A little bit. Little yeah. Bit. Pull your pants up too, please. Yeah. They're kind of kind of sagging a little bit. It must over be that nice to be a, have that at your disposal. Yeah, just to have enough disposable income to be like, yeah, sure, I'll get a massage from this lady while I'm just throwing money yeah. down on a poker table. What could possibly go wrong? Vegas. Yeah. I know. What an experience. Though. I think we're breaking the rule though, talking about it. Oh yeah. Ugh. So yeah. I don't believe. Maybe if in that rules. poor guy happens to listen, he'll he'll know. Like, yeah. This yeah, don't let the <laughs> Nevada Gaming Commission know that we are talking about Vegas. Uh-huh. <laughs> band. Yeah. <for> everything. <laughs> We're going to be like Ocean's Eleven, never allowed back. <laughs> we'll just have to we'll rob a bank. Back. Yeah. <laughs> or just Death steal, the declaration. steal yeah. the declaration of Independence, Nicolas Cage style. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Just bring it back to Vegas. Be like, all right, guys, we got you this. Yeah. yeah. Please <laughs> we, let us in. We yeah. hacked the ultimate thing. This is our olive branch. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas is now completely independent. Do as you yeah. please. You yeah. Have, yeah. Do as you please. Not that they don't already, but yeah, it's pretty much it's pretty much as close to no holds barred, just as as yeah. you can get. It's like the modern wild wild west. Oh, it is kind of yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens next year's DefCon. Yeah. Um, because there's supposed to be what was it again? I forgot. It was a yeah, Air the, Force satellite. Yeah, the yeah. Air Force donated a satellite, and they're gonna let people try and hack them and. That'll be a whole can of worms in itself um, once they figure out uh, what vulnerabilities they have and may be potentially exposed to. 
and you know you can from there talk about the argument of space debris and trash and all that and i don't know it's going to be really really interesting to see what comes uh, from uh, them getting to play with that type of device I feel like it's going to be terrifying, like the election machines, because they brought those back this year as well. Yeah. And they're all running, like, Windows XP. I think some were running Windows Vista, which, oh, my God. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. horrible, man. Oh, yeah. It's so bad. And uh, I feel like we're going to find that our satellites run off, like, Windows 93 or something. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's going to be very alarming, because if the voting machines are that easy to hack and manipulate the results and everything, just imagine yeah. what you could do if you're able to just get root access to whatever computer is on a U.S. Air Force satellite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just be like, mm, sure, go into the ocean. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, Talk about, oh, like, the terrifying. spying capabilities that people will have with that sort of thing. Like, it, yeah. it, it'll be outrageous. And you want to believe, as a normal citizen, that yeah. all of that's such, like, proprietary, exactly. you know, classified information. Yeah. But, I mean, we're about to find out it's probably very much not. Yeah, that's um, what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I'd definitely take a bet on that. I don't know. I think the, between the satellite and those, it's going to be a really... Uh, the the faith in the U.S. government is going to get rocked a little bit harder than it already does on a daily basis. So Yeah, and I'll be interested to see if like uh, more of the... Uh, autonomous vehicles and the software behind mm-hmm. those are going to be available there and you know uh, lots of stuff yeah. like that that's going I, on i think this year uh, they offered up what the birds yeah the limes one, of, one of the scooters yeah yeah and so they're doing kind of the same thing where it was like you could hack into the scooter and get all of the information and on the more physical side of things i think it's limes uh the hardware and everything that they use for the reader is just an open source thing from China so you can just eBay a private citizen version of it to your house for like 80 bucks oh, take a lime replace it what's in there with what you got and then you just have a lime you, have that a you don't have to pay oh for that you can just <laughs> okay. zoom That's around fantastic. on just your own personal lime <laughs> yeah it's, it's a lime or a bird or something I can't remember yeah. which one it is but um, either way it works but oh my it's God. just that is people awesome. come on now. Yeah. yeah so is there anything else about DEF CON we wanted to talk about because I know, like, on here, like, the people watching was sublime. Yeah. Um, there was the DEF CON parties. There is, mm-hmm. you know, anything else that kind of stands out to you all that you wanted to touch on? I'm going to go on record and say <sighs> that record. DEF CON needs to step up the party. Last year, I felt like was much more of a party as far as the after parties and the concerts that were going on. I was happy with the ones that they had this year, but I w- was not blown away like i was okay yeah the guy that we saw rabbit on the moon a rabbit yeah. on the moon he was pretty mm-hmm. good yeah uh, that was a good that was a good party or after party whatever yeah. you want to call it all the others oh, were pretty lackluster uh there was one of them that was i guess last year one of the best parties they threw it was mm. badass and then i got there and it was eight cyber goth people in front of a drum machine <laughs> and that was the whole party and it was in like an <laughs> auditorium like it should it could have been filled yeah. up and it was like eight people and that was kind of the thing with a lot of them. There was, like, on paper, it's like, yeah, this could be super awesome, but nobody's here. Yeah, yeah. I think the one that was, like, the biggest one I went to, of course, Rabbit in the Moon was very popular, mm-hmm. but it was the one where it was just, like, the giant auditorium, but, like, the arcades just all along the wall. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that one was the most populous one yeah. that mm-hmm. I went to. And I felt like it was fun. They needed yeah. more arcades. Yes. But, I, I don't know. They, yeah, definitely could have done a little better. Mm-hmm. Hashtag bring back Juno Reactor. <laughs> yeah i'm sad i didn't get to see them i mean the the rabbit on the moon mm-hmm. thing was awesome because that was an incredible setup the whole uh 2001 a space odyssey theme that he ran with was yeah. really cool yeah it was but neat. i heard the juno reactor one was even better so out of control mm-hmm. 
and I don't remember what the guy's name was, but the uh, hacker rapper. Yeah, that guy was really good last year. Oh, oh shit! I looked year. him up on yeah. YouTube, uh, and I don't remember. Hold I can't up. think of his name. Hold up, off the top of my head. Or it was a duo, is what it was. Was it? Uh, damn it! It's was it happy. MC Front a lot? Because um, this is the one that looks uh, like the guy. So yeah, bring him back too. <laughs> so bring back but, Juno and yeah. bring back MC Front a lot. Yeah, bring back 2018. Those are, those are my suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, all in all, I think the conference was great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we may have, yeah, had we not left so early on Sunday, you know, I'm, I may have thought completely differently about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think getting to go was an experience in and of itself. Oh, super. Um, it was absolutely incredible. Just nonstop the whole time. There was always something going on. Yep. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to going uh, next year. And I don't know. It was just not have anything else to compare it to really in any sense and just anything that i've done before was really cool one-off and so i want to definitely try and do as much of that as we can just yeah as often Mm -hmm. because it's super cool just if that's your thing right if this is your job and this is what you like even if it's not your job it's just something you enjoy definitely try and go and i think you can kind of keep up to date with them i think they're fairly active on twitter yeah so they oh, yeah. tweet a lot about just, you know, the DEF CON, the conferences. They tweet a lot of, you know, stuff that speakers tweet and different things like that. Yeah, and it won't be long before they have all the presentations uh, posted to where anybody can get on and watch them. That's right. Yeah, so you can buy a pass, right? So you yeah, can get access to Yeah, while you're there, they, it's like eight weeks or so mm-hmm. that they have to wait because of their contract for the people who sell the content. But then after that amount of time... It's all on YouTube, so that should be popping up here before too long. I think that's incredible. Yeah. I love that they do that. Oh, it's, yeah, it's great. And, I mean, DEF CON, the big uh, thing that they do is it's it's about information sharing. And that's what our community should, I think, really take pride in and do more of. Everybody thinks that, oh, they've got the coolest techniques. We should hide that and try and make money off of it. No, what we need to be doing is protecting ourselves. And I think information sharing is the best way we can do that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Secure AF podcast. If you like our show and want to know more, check out aliasforensics.com. Be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Hope you join us next time.